For those of us who are using the white Kahas Shara Bitachin, um, we're going to start today on page number four. I want to quickly recap the following. The premise of this gate, the gate of Bitachon, is predicated, and its goal is to be able to be a servant of Hashem, which is a topic that the author had discussed in prior gates. This cannot be underemphasized how important it is when we start to learn about a topic that Rabbeinu Bahaya will argue will really better your life. It's going to better your life spiritually. It's going to actually better your life begashmias. How important it is for Yidin not to do anything for those reasons. Big difference, like we mentioned last week, knowing that doing what Hashem wants, my life will be better. It's almost like a proof that we are aligned with God in this context. No one is saying that people who have difficult lives are not aligned with God. But just to emphasize, to go through a Seder, our goal is to be in service of Hashem. And when we speak about to be in service of Hashem, this Sefer, which is called Chayvas Halavavis, is not speaking about how to keep the mitzvahs, which of course is the most important thing for a yid, but this is not about the physical observance of the mitzvahs or the technical observance of the mitzvahs. This is about living a life, um, a life of purpose, a purposeful life. I'm not even speaking about what I do, I'm speaking about the soul of my life. Why am I doing all these mitzvahs? I can look, even a, an observant Jew can be doing 613 different things, all because God commanded. Or a Jew that's keeping the 613 can be doing one thing. I'm in service of God. If at this moment the mitzvah is to do A, I'm doing A. If in the other moment the mitzvah is to do B, I'll do B. But I'm not focused here, we're not focusing on the differences or of the details of the mitzvahs, as great as they are. And as important as they are, we're focusing on the inner kavana of all of the mitzvahs, which is, I want to be in service of Hashem. A servant does not serve for reward. That's not called a servant. That's called self-service. That's not called serving Hashem. And that's why the Rabbeinu Bachai writes this over here. Prior to even beginning to define the meaning of betachen, Prior to defining that he's writing that Bitochen and the gate of Bitochen comes after we have established that we are here to be in service of God. The better we grasp that, the less likely it will be that after learning about all of the tremendous benefits that Bitochen will bring to me, which it will, that it will bring to you, which it will, we won't do it for that, which almost ruins everything because this is not about how do I how do I get wealthy let's go discover the secret of wealth God forbid okay so just to repeat that so number one number two the opening words that he wrote was that whatever Bitachin means it's a very radical mode to get into Bitachin is to solely or to only to exclusively place our bitachin in Hashem. These are statements that perhaps people need more time at least to internalize, even to understand what he's trying to say. I'm not even talking about the practice. That takes many, many, many more 
uh, steps of siyata deshmaya, self-work, discussion, debating, which all is helpful, davening, trusting in various things, by default, is not what betachin in Hashem means. So I just to give an, an, an analogy, uh, you have, you know, the people that climb on tall buildings, so they have what they call a security net. Many times a person will say, one security net is really not that great because if the person is going to fall, they will mamish, who knows what. Let's have two nets. Another net. Bitachin will mean it's an inner feeling in which one places their bitachin only in Hashem. And we're going to be reading more about that. Trusting in God and in anything else automatically takes away the goal of trusting in God. You should know that in Yiddishkeit, it's going to be very rare that you're going to find such a concept. Because it's very radical. It's very black and white. Lamashal, just in contrast. If a person is going to say, I am not yet in a place where I could or I think I could keep the 613. No one will tell that person, then keep nothing. Then keep nothing. Either keep it or don't keep it. You tell the person, no, the goal is to keep it all, but you know what? Celebrate what you could and, and, and figure out a healthy path how to add, how to grow. Abeno Bahaya is not accepting that approach when it comes to Betachem. Abeno Bahaya is the author of the Sefer. Oh, oh, oh. It's fine. Ask, ask, because we're just beginning with so we just we repeated two very important topics that we spoke about last week. The third topic, I'm just going to mention it quickly, and that was something that, that we spoke about. We're going to be faithful to the words that the Shadabi Tachan is using. Just to make it clear, we explained last week that the Rebbe shares an insight how not to have these words contradict the teachings of the Balshamtiv. Emes, for me, Emes Lamitoi. The words that Rabbeinu Bachaya will be using throughout this limud, and we're going to use, we're learning that Rabbeinu Bachaya is that one of the benefits, not goals, one of the benefits of bitachin, and we're going to use his words from now on. The more bitachin I have in God, the more hashgachas pratis will be in my life. The less bitachin I have in God, the less hashgachas pratis I will have in my life. Not according to the Rebbe. It's not a contradiction. Not a contradiction. No. So again, what we said last week is we added. <laughs> it's not that important. Okay. It's important for me, but I'm saying I'm going to be faithful to his words. Okay. Just to quickly, we're making a quick overview. It means the less hashgacha protest I will be aware of in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to repeat this every time. And I'm asking the people that are might be listening to this live or later on a tape. I know I I don't want to repeat this. I want to. We're going to learn what he writes is that every time he speaks about more hashgacha pratis or less hashgacha pratis, I'm going to repeat his words, but for us who believe the Torah Sabal Shemtev, don't feel like the Baal Shemtev is arguing with the Shita of Rabbeinu Bachaye. He's not as explained last week, and go back to that recording. Any questions on that? Just a quick recap. These are yes. very big statements. Yes, question. go ahead. It sounds like the starting point of this is to be an Ebed Hashem, which is what you... And the purpose. And the purpose. And And so my question is, like, that's a very high level. So really be Lishma Ebed Hashem and not have any personal benefit involved in that, if I'm honest with myself, is a very high level. 
I so, so agree with you. I so, so agree with you. So how do you even get to the starting point? Because if that's off, then the whole thing's off. Okay, very good. I want. I, I I love this question, and I want. I want to say like this. I want to say like this, that just like bitachin, as the Rabbeinu Bachaya will describe it, even only as we describe right now, that it's a very some zero game. Play, placing all of my trust in God. Not 99% of trust in God. And a little bit in my safety net. Just like this is a big avoida and very difficult, 100%, I acknowledge that the gate that came before this, which is this idea that we as Yidin, our inner goal, the outer goal is to keep the mitzvahs. I'm going to use the Hasidic words. My outer goal, my technical goal. My inner goal is to be in service of God. I want to live a life where I can say the emiss that my life was here to be in service of God and not in service of me. Mm. You know what? If you were raised that way as a child, then you are closer to that goal, which is still very difficult if you're truthful. If a person was raised in other beautiful Jewish homes and where there was a lot of emphasis of do the mitzvahs to go to Gan Eden and stuff like that, it's going to be so much harder. It's going to take so much more time. I fully acknowledge that. So at least, let's use this right now as a limud we're learning with the acknowledgement that everything that we're learning from the head until the heart can take a lifetime. Very clear. And I agree with you. But, but however, to make this clear, the, the Rabbeinu Bachaya, that's going to speak so much about what we benefit from Bitochen. So important for him to have written prior to writing the benefits we are not doing this for the benefits. He doesn't want this to be a self-help book, God forbid. This is a sefer that's going to help us fulfill the ideal, the ideal, which is, I want to be in service of God. And the only way I can really be in service of God, says the Rabbeinu Bachaya, is if I achieve bitachon. And now, bitachon. Now we have to discuss what is bitachon. We mentioned last week, that Emuna and Bitachin are two very different things. We quoted the Ramban that came many years after the Rabbeinu Bachaya. And it's easy to chop these words in English because if we will translate Emuna as faith, many people have faith or they believe in, I believe in God. There's a huge gap between believing in God and being certain or placing my trust in God. I'm not even speaking about any specific outcome yet. Just the idea. Think about these words. I believe in God or I believe that there is a God. That's a muna. That's much easier for every Jew to experience. And I'm not, God forbid, uh, minimizing people that have a challenge with a muna. So I say some people are challenged with that. Some people, it's a gift. It's the, it's a, however you'll explain it, they, they believe there is a God. But don't confuse believing in God Placing all of my trust in God. Placing all of my trust in God to the exclusion of anything else. And he's going to be very specific. Anything else means I'm not going to trust any power outside of me. I'm not going to trust me. I'm going to trust only God. And just quoting his first line, Babitachen alhu elokim isbarech levadai. I'm placing our trust in God alone. To the exclusion of all. This is a word that I read in page number two. I just repeated that, but we read last week until the tranquility line. And now we're going to move on to page number four. I just want to, I mean, 
Well, I, I don't know if I believe in God, but I do the mitzvahs. Okay. Okay. But, you know, it's just so hard. You don't see God, you know. This study um, is not here to help people believe more in God. And yeah, some people need that help. At least to know what we're starting. We're starting something. We're starting to learn about something that's extremely difficult to achieve, but it only could begin based on the belief in God, based on the ideal that I accept. I'm a Kabbal, very easily, because I was raised that way, that my mission in life, my goal in life, and my Yiddish mission, of course, it's about learning Torah and about keeping mitzvahs 100%, but the neshama behind that is, is I want to be in service of God. I am here to serve God. I am in service of God. And, and what we're trying to exclude is not only not to be in service of something foolish, not to even be in service of self for good reasons. This doesn't contradict self-care. Part of being in service of God is to take care of the self. Making a safety net is something that God commanded. We're not talking about whether you should make a safety net. Make safety nets. Buy life insurance. Buy health insurance. Very important. We're not talking about making the net. We're speaking about now that I made the safety net because God told me to do it, now what? Now I have to place my trust in God alone. These words I'm repeating for myself. I think if a person repeats this a hundred times, they'll begin to understand what he wants us to achieve. The tachem doesn't mean to have some trust in God, but to have to place all of our trust in God. This is something so difficult to achieve that the first thing that he adds now in the opening, we'll begin on page number four, is how do I know if I'm getting there? How do I know if I'm placing all of my trust in God? And he gives you that one of the benefits, which is considered the Torah benefit, that will be a result of, a result of having bitachen, is whether I feel tranquility in my soul. How do I know if I have bitachen? I can, I can, I can fool myself so easily. I can really think I have bitachen. Really, really. Only in God. How will I know? So like, how hot is the room? There's a, a measuring stick. The temperature is written. He's giving you the first way for you to know, for me to know whether I'm having bitachen. Am I tranquil? Or am I anxious? To all of the people that have anxiety, myself included, hold on, let's acknowledge that it's really difficult to succeed in bitachen. But it's such a good indicator. The closer I am getting to achieve bitachen in God alone, the more tranquility I will experience in my soul. And that I know. I know whether I'm tranquil, whether I'm not. Because life always presents challenges. Some of them are very real. Some of them are, even if they're perceived, but we think that there's something that might happen that is really not good, which is when we need to use bitachen. If a person succeeds, even just for a moment of having bitachen in God alone, at that moment, they will be tranquil. If a person is going to have a mindset where, oh, I, tr- I place my trust in God and in the doctor. 
Like, what does a person feel when they're being rolled into surgery? So I took all of the precautions that God told me to take. I went ahead and I got Dr. Dow. I want to get the best. I'm going to, I'm, that's, that's, that's because God told me to make safety nets. And not one net, two nets, ten nets, gesundheit. But now that I'm about, I did that. Now what? Now, not trust in the doctor. Now, not trust in the, in the, in the technology. Now, trust. I trust my body. No, I trust only God. I trust in God alone. God has got me. I'm not even saying how, what does that mean? I'm not even predicting the future. First, just the feeling of God has me. God is telling me, I got you. God is telling that to me. And I have to accept that. Be'emes. And if I tell God, okay, I'm happy you got me. Just by the way, the doctor also got me. So I'm covered from all sides. That's not betach. Let's start reading his words. So the toyelis, the toyelis is God forbid not the purpose, but as a benefit or as a measuring stick. When it comes to a tighter benefit, menuchas nafshoi. The tranquility of the soul. That means that a person really will experience at least a moment of real worry-free. No worry. Which will be as a result. That comes as a result of that person achieving, even for a moment, this pure bitahem. To trust in God alone. How do you get there? Oh, shkoyach. No, 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 no. Very good. That's what the study is about. No, no, no. Good, good, good. But before, you see, I want to, before one can even ask how you get there, you're, you're hot, you're good. First, yeah, where are we getting? It's most people, the word bitachin is so not clearly translated that prior to explaining how you get to bitachin, you don't even know what bitachin is. Not you, me, we don't know. So in the open, this is the psicha, this is an introduction. The introduction is not how to get there. He's, he wrote this book to help us get there. It doesn't mean it won't be hard. But he makes a map. But be prior to making the map, it's like when you're driving, so you have a GPS. First, you have to put in your destination. And then the map has to figure out, you know, this traffic here, traffic there, what's the best way to get there? How to get there is going to be the chapters that we're going to learn. The introduction is to make clear what is Betochen. Gavaldik. What type of level of reliance on God? A servant must place his trust in a master. That's a great analogy. A servant, let's go to the times of slavery where there was no one and no force in the world, not, nothing that, that had any interest to look out for the evid. The, 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 the master had self-interest, doesn't matter, but the evid is just an example of a person at a certain time in human history where there is a person that knows that the only one that, that cares about me, even for selfish reasons, is my master. For everyone else, I'm a piece of dust. No one is saying that a person should feel that way in a lowly way. He's just trying to emphasize this opening line that bitachin doesn't mean to also trust in God. But to place one's trust in God alone, because when it comes to that, like the moment before surgery, when it comes to the moment that now it's not about what net God commanded me to place. I did all that. Now what? Now it's all about a feeling. This is about a feeling or a belief system. Halavai, it begins with a belief and then how do we get it in the heart? But from the head, now that I did what God wants, now I'm putting all of my trust in God. 
Mipnei, and he wants to emphasize the, the polarity of this, the extremism of this. She'im einenu boiteach belikim. If one does not place one trust in God, there is no middle ground. There's no middle ground. That the Rabbeinu Bachai is telling you a fact. You can debate this. You can think you disagree with it. Everyone must place their trust somewhere. It's impossible to live without trusting. The only choice that we are really making is in whom and slash in what are we placing our trust? When you have a person that says, going back, I don't even believe in God, okay, they're placing the trust in themselves. Me is also something else. In other words, we, God wired us that we have the ability of placing our trust, which is like giving up, the ultimate giving it over. I did my part. Now something is going to happen that I I know I'm not in control of. We come to that point. And the emphasis is that we are never in control. How can you live if you're out of control? Because it's not out of control. It's that I don't have control. But I have to give it up to Betachanes, give it only to God. And you should know, he says, that if you don't do it in God, if you don't do it in God, then if you will place your trust in something else. No, 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 I won't place my trust in God. I don't, I don't trust anything. If you call that a agnostic or a cynic, it's sheket. It's not true. These are nice, fancy words. Everyone will place their trust. Many people dilute their trust. A little bit of this, I feel, I feel I'm more safe. I have many things that I can rely on this. And just in case, and just in case, I have 80 plans. Doesn't matter. You're placing your trust. Place it only in God. If a person places one's trust in anything, that's thing, person, including self, other than in God. Okay, I'm reading the words of Rabbeinu Bachaya based on the intro we said last week. God reciprocates in kind. God say, listen, I got you. If you don't want to accept that, if you want for someone else to be the one who got you, God says, fine, then I don't got you no more. I will no longer be mashgiach over you. Umaniach, I say, God will place that person into the care of the person or the thing in whom that person chose to have bitachin. Really? Why so, is Bela, again, I, I, I know these are big statements and I get it. So, for the final time, says the Rebbe that what this means is that that person will be unable to see the Hashgacha process, which always exists. And, and, I, and, and but let's, we're learning the Rebbeinu Bechaya, so let's learn his words. Yes, yeah. No, it seems like it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. And there's that's no why. Middle. There's no middle. And I want to tell you something. This is so radical. Yes. And that's why on page six and seven, we're going to learn it. This is the only part in the whole Sefer in where the Rabbeinu Bachaya brings so many scriptural proofs. As a rule, if you make a statement and you have to back yourself up with, I have one proof and another proof and another proof. That means that you yourself know that what you're saying needs a lot of backups. Yeah. He's going to go, one, we're going to read the Psukim. You know why he needs all these verses? Because it's he's saying something that no one else said prior to him and it's radical. And you should know it's rare in other areas in Yiddishkeit, we don't take this position. But Betachen is by default 
bitochen in God. All of our trust in God. If it's not all in God, it's not bitochen. And you know what the proof will be? Like he begins, the person won't find tranquility. It's a fact. A person won't feel, even though I have God, and I have the doctor, and I have this, and I have that, and I have money in my account, and just in case, the more things you add will not address your inner feeling of tranquility. Ironically, Dafka, the person who is obligated to make 20 nets if they could, make all the nets you need to make, but after you did that, in whom do you place your trust? Only in God. Yes? Though I've noticed in myself that as I've worked on Batakhan over the years, my tranquility goes up and up and up, but it's not complete. I mean, I don't know if I know a person. I know one person, Rebson Kamenetsky, who had complete Batakhan. I was going to say that, but I know I'm with you. Like one person. Yes. So I'm saying, so the all or nothing thing... I hear you don't have perfect betachon. You don't have betachon if it's not completely in Hashem and perfectly tranquil. But is that, as we build betachon, isn't that you're building and acquiring of Amida as you go up and up and up in tranquility? But it's not perfect. It's not shalom. In my, in my, the way I'll word it, for me, that my, what I think I experience, that at certain moments I have pure betachon. All right. And the reason why, therefore, the sum total is, is that I'm more tranquil is because at least I achieved the rega uh-huh. of I'm giving it to Mamash to God. And then, and, go and then I go and back then... to giving it to God and other things. So that dampens it. But there, there, if a person is feeling more tranquil, I think there are moments that we're shy of people like us. Because since we believe in it, it begins first with believing in it. Since I believe this is what God wants of me, then I have to have a schus. I can become at one moment, God, it's you. Uh-huh. We can get there, yes. What about blind faith? Can you do that? I mean, just say. I don't. Well, let's not speak about faith at all. Let's speak about trust, because that's what we're learning about. Blind I, I, trust. So it's not blind. It's a choice. It's a what? It's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a, no, with trust, we're beginning with certain premises that I think we have to become familiar with the way he he looks at things. Mm-hmm. That we all in life, all of us, every person, will have moments in which we will have to place our trust in something. Many people are not even aware of it. People that, are, that were educated, like in the last 200 years, like to negate the existence of God and to be very self-reliant, um, even that, they're placing the trust in themselves. I trust in me. Just become more aware. There are many moments in life where I know I have to place my trust in something or someone. At that moment, I have the ability to choose in whom or in what. The mitzvah, it's a mitzvah, the mitzvah of bitachin is, is at these moments we should place all of our trust only in God. And you're right, if a person is not even a, a, a conscience of their belief, it's going to be impossible. I know. You know. I don't even believe in God. How can I trust in God? You're right. This has to come after a person has a moon in God. Why do you get that? If I can just interject something. Sure. Because you just said something about all or nothing, oh. perfect. Number one, there's no such a thing as perfect. It's only Hashem is perfect. And as a human being, it's moving towards. Just like we do not do the mitzvot perfectly. Mm-hmm. No. We're moving towards and constantly improving. The act of trust, and we can call it uh, more practicing certainty, it should be more than just a moment here and there. It's a practice, just like davening. Some people can't sit still for five minutes. They can only do a five-minute davening, and then you have another person with practice. They can actually daven for an hour and feel connected. I think what you just said exactly. We just said the same thing. Betachen means trusting in God alone. How long can I hold on to that? Everyone is different. 
So, like by davening, everyone has a davening moment. The greater daveners can really daven and stay focused and connected for the whole 30 minutes. And then there is a yid that can have that moment twice a year, on Yom Kippur and who knows when. It's the same moment. Bitachan, let, let's go with the and way... The same with Bitachan. Okay, anxiety makes a person think that it's all or nothing. That's the problem right there. All or nothing is an anxiety thought. It's not the truth. It's not all or nothing. I'm not discussing anxiety. I'm speaking about tranquility. But but I'm because it's the uh, as soon as you have and also I think also because Jews tend to have anxiety. The more you're in your thinking and you're like oh my gosh da, 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 that's the opposite of tranquility. That's the opposite of what? It's the opposite. Sometimes we have to understand what the opposite is. In order to notice that, oh, this is not, that, 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 come back to Hashem. But this is an all, you know, it's like a high and low, high and low. I have seen great Jews, like I mentioned my father, who definitely was an anxious person. I saw him um, really, really being tranquil because in certain moments in life, he literally gave it over to God and he trusted in God. Now, did he always have that level? No. But I'm telling you, the, the, the goal is to not this might help and that might help. But what I'm saying is also it's difficult to compare to the previous generation because they had certain macros that we didn't have. And anxiety is also inherited. So it's not only mm-hmm. what you're around, it's what you've been fed, literally. And the antidote is bitachin. Absolutely. And and bitachin, I'm going to just insist on this, and we can humbly disagree, that Rabbeinu Bachaya begins, like the first line, before he even writes his word, Amar HaMachaber, is that bitachin, unlike the mitzvahs, which is not a sum zero game, unlike that, all right, bitachin means trusting. Trusting is in God. All of my trust in God. That's bitachin. Yeah. Like I think this is what you're saying that there are moments in time where we have trust in God a hundred percent at that moment. That's like when you do a bris milah, you're Great example. trusting Hashem. Because or when why you get married, it? when you're standing under the chuppah, you're trusting in Hashem that this is the person at that moment, however long that. Because moment, there's no safety that's other than God. Exactly. I, 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 you're that, right. Those, that, that's what I'm, I think you're saying. Yeah. Those moments. So the more that you can connect all those moments together, we'll the stronger betachin you're gonna yeah, have. Yeah. I also agree, yeah, trusting in God a little bit is better than not trusting in God alone. Accept it. But the, the betochen is levadoi. It's a soul. Like it says, is quoting a pasuk in Yirmiyo. That my people did two not good things regarding me, God. Number one, they abandoned the, the spring of living waters. And number two, what did they do for themselves when they went into idol worship? They dug for themselves, metaphorically, other sources of water that are nothing as good compared to the water that God is bringing to us. And what he's trying to bring this Pasuk for is, is that one is connected to the other. The moment we abandon God, we need water. No one will survive without water. We only get to choose which water will we drink. We are always trusting. We are always trusting. People that say, I, I, I'm not a trusting person, it's a sheker. They're trusting in the wrong things. They could be trusting a lot in themselves. They're trusting. No one lives without trusting. 
Amar, another pasuk here from Tehillim, Vayomiru Eskavoidam, that we exchanged the glory of God for what? Was the moment we walked away from God in the sense of bitachin, we automatically, that was part of the sin of the golden calf. There was no in-between. It wasn't that we abandoned God and then a hundred years went by and then we served idols in this context. It's simply where are we placing our trust? Not whether we have trust. Every person has trust. Let these words sink in. That's what he's saying. For Omar, another passage from Yirmiyot. Blessed is the man that places, bitachin means who trusts in God, and therefore God will be his support, which implies the other point that he made, the way he worded it, Bela, is that when a person takes away one's trust from God, if I invest my trust in anything other than God, then God responds in kind. Because when is God my miftachoi if I'm yiftach Bashem? If I place my trust on something else, the Rebbeinu Bachai uses the words, then God says, okay, fine. I had you, but if you want that, go there. Yeah. If somebody has anxiety, who are they placing their trust in? It's a it's a result of not fully trusting in God. And in, one second, I want to go, and the is right. It's a chemical imbalance. It's an inheritance. There are many causes to it. Let me speak about how to get out of it, not how to get into it. That, Or let me word it even better. Let me go back to the way I would like to word this. I have a mitzvah of bitachim. It's a very difficult mitzvah. It's a very difficult mitzvah. Very to live it. How can I measure success? You see, when it comes to me, I don't know, uh, lighting Shabbos candles. You know how I measure success? Did I do it or did I not do it? Any mitzvah that's in behavior, even learning. Did I learn it? Did I not learn it? When it comes to choyvas halavavis, how do I know if I'm getting anywhere? How do I know if I'm getting anywhere? If a person is beginning to feel over time that they have less anxiety, this doesn't mean that if a person has anxiety, they should maybe go to a psychologist and maybe they have to go to a psychiatrist. This is not a contradiction. But the spiritual resolution to anxiety comes from bitachin. Okay, that's a good thing to put on over here because I acknowledge many people have. Let's speak about we, dividing everything into triplets, which is what the Torah says. So there's a chemical part of the person, which can lead to anxiety or the lack of the rough. There is a psychological, emotional. Then there is a spiritual. We're focusing on the spiritual. Let me word it that way. That the spiritual component, which will result in me getting rid of my anxiety, is ex- excelling in bitachin. Okay. V'amad on another passage, in Tehillim. Ashrei hagever, that fortunate is the man, asher sum Hashem miftachoi, that puts in God all of his trust and and does not put his trust in those who are hoarding, including self, and those who turn to falsehood. So yeah, it's this and not in that, not in anything else. And cursed is the man that relies on men. And makes flesh his arm, and umin Hashem yasur liboy, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about this indicator of the amount of bitachon is um, tranquility, but what about success? Meaning, can you you measure it by if you're if you have bitachon, you have tranquility, but it's saying it's implying that. If you don't, you won't be successful. No, no, no. It, okay, let's stay faithful to his words. It implies that the person 
won't be under God's Hashgacha Pratis, or the person won't perceive he's under Hashgacha Pratis, and that does not mean that that person will not be successful at all. It's very important to know that, listen, just look at history. There has been the greatest Jews with the greatest amount of bitachin that were walking to the gas chambers, if you want to get emotional, and they got, and they got killed. And you have the biggest Rishoyim that had no emunah in God. Of course they had no bitachin. How did they have bitachin? They didn't believe in, they lived a life not believing, and they were very successful. So bitachon doesn't mean getting the results you want. First of all, he's going to imply that later. But it's not a... There is where it's not a sum zero game. It's not a sum zero game. And we're not doing it for that. He will argue that a person who really places bitachon and God, let me say, substantially ups their chances, not only of living a life of greater tranquility, of living a life also of more blessings, even, even including materially. We'll get there. That's as a consequence. Doesn't mean that there are many there are many variances that he's not taking into account. Of course, there's many variances. There is there are many variances. Like when we read in the Shema that people who observe will have blessings and people who don't don't. And you look from the times of Golos, you see many wicked people prospering. That's one of the big questions in faith, and that's because there are variances that we are not aware of. However, so that's a variance. That's a, right. but a variance means that that's not the ikit. The right. ikit is is that is that God gave us a mitzvah to have bitachin. Bitachin means to place all of our trust in God. And what we learned today to add is that the moment I trust in God and in something else, that diminishes the quality of bitachin in God. Which is why the ideal, let's agree to that, the ideal is to have trust only in God. We can. I think people have to live. I'm going to stop early. Maybe an hour is too much of this. This is big statements. No, you have to. You have to. Me. You know. You have to digest this. Yes, it's very difficult to get there. But let's let let's at least learn what does bitachin mean. Now I know what bitachin means. Oy gewalt. Okay, say there. So go schwitz. Oh, good. So it's much easier to put on tefillin. Yes. It's much easier to give tzedakah, even for a stingy person. This is very difficult to place all of trust in God. I had a LASIK, you were mentioning, I had a, many years ago, I did a surgery, and it didn't look like it came out good, and it didn't come out good, and I was anxious and nervous. Remember, a yid in Brazil and Shul told me, he doesn't understand, he says, you're the rabbi, every week you get up by the pulpit, you speak about God, now the first time in your life, he's right, that you need God, but I'm all, God is going to help you. I needed to hear that. You, you can be preaching God, and nothing, not a drop goes into your heart. That bitachin means that well, now that I'm in trouble, or I perceive to be in trouble, get, not that I shouldn't do anything. I'm obligated to build nets. That's a whole different topic that he'll speak about. God told me to build nets. But that's all they are. But now that I build the nets, when I'm climbing up the pole, to get to the point where God has me. Not that I should jump off. But God got me. Not the net has me. That's the goal of bitachin. To place all of my trust in God. It's like living in another dimension. It's like you're not buying into the physical world. It's like, Mom, I like this. You're living in a... It's so... It's that far. Because especially since God commanded me to make all these nets. Yeah. So hold on. If God... That's... that's It's confusing. So... And that's the whole... Like a real evidence. Mm. He just does... What I'm, I'm saying, but ever, I think the muscle of the evidence is that an evid knows that no one in the world cares about me. And even my master doesn't really care about me. But at least... I'm valuable to him. But an Evid who gets into trouble has no one else to call to. It's like an infant. The infant only knows mother. 
It doesn't trust mother. It doesn't know anything and else. Evan has a family. He has. No, 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 Ned. We, we're not avodim. Those peers, in, as an Evid, God should never protect us. An Evid has no one to help him. They're unable to. They're not legally. They're not allowed to. What's it's about? It's like a person who's in a jail, and all of the food is coming through that window from one warden. That, that's what they look at because there is nothing else. No, it is it, emphasizing this levadoi. It's a solo. All of my trust in God. Yes. Uh, it seems to me when I listen to all of this that there is a fine line between trust and then taking achayut, yes. yes. responsibility in what you need or you should be doing. Yes. So how do you combine the two in order not to become a parasite? So he's gonna he's gonna address this a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm making a a kitzot of what he says. No, it's whenever there's anything mm-hmm. that I am able to do to better my situation, I'm obligated to do. Because God commanded me to do so. But we're not speaking about action. We're speaking about what is in my heart after all the action was done. So now that I took all of the action, because God told me to take action, and I did it. What am I relying on? It's like... Rabbi, I have a question. Yes. Is it only after I did everything is that I ask myself, do I rely? Or during also when I'm doing everything, is the reliance is there? It's prior, during, and after. I'm emphasizing the after because of the question that was brought up here. That some people could use bitachen as a, as a rationalization not to take action. Mm-hmm. But really, bitachen is not limited only to later. It's during and prior. But then it becomes much harder, we're already speaking about something hard, that Rabbeinu Bahai is going to go through these steps when we get there. He's going to emphasize this. No one should use bitachan as an excuse, and we know that many people do, including ourselves. No, it's what I say after we did everything. What does everything mean? No one does everything. People do to a point, and they say, listen, I did enough. I made a keli. Now I put my trust in God. Does everyone have the line in the right place? I don't think so. That's why before we get into that balance, which is challenging, first to know what bitachem is. I was told once you do as much as a good atheist would. Because the atheist doesn't believe in God. Okay. No, no, no. You do as much as shtadlut in the physical world. I got that. As, as much good as a good atheist would. Good, good, good. I got so that. Like that's that. a line of measuring. Okay. So you don't do crazy. We're, we're not. We're not. We're not there yet. That's where we have a, a silica rub. Yeah. 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 We're going. We're going to. The Rabbeinu Bachayu will get there. I just like this concept of putting, when it's speaking about a, a lave issue, and not, it's not about doing, it's about what's in your heart, putting all my trust in God, putting all my trust in God. It, when, when the car loses control and you hit the brakes and the brake lost control and then the brake begins to hop, at that moment, are you trusting the brake or are you trusting God? Oh my God. <laughs> like, like it's a big madrega, so you're hitting the brakes. Hit the brakes, do what you could. But it's a tzaddik at that moment would mamish, give it up to God. Be yeah, smart. There's a, there's a, a, there was a song that, that's talking about that. But it's about okay. just giving it up to God. Giving it up to God. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a Christian it, song? Yeah. But okay, it, so let's not no, no, but I'm saying la But it's okay. this, you know, the, exactly. You, the car is out of control. It's literally about the car going out of control. And... But to your point, this is that if you can hit the brake, you should, at the same time that you give it up to God, you're commanded to hit the brake. It gets very confusing. Mm. 
But I'm saying, while you're hitting the brake, while you're fighting with the steering wheel, at that moment, the choyva salavav is the ideal, the ideal place to get to is at that moment, I'm doing everything that I could. I'm good, not because I'm doing everything that I could. I'm good because God, God, God's got me. Gavaldik. All right, to be continued. Thank you. The plot thickens a lot. <laughs> what were you saying about the safety net again? Can you just repeat it? So you have you make your own safety you net? You have to make a safety net. I just wanted to emphasize that, mm-hmm. which is required. You, you have to make safety nets. And then Bitachon is after the After you made your safety, safety net. net. Let me, it's easy to word it that way. Mm-hmm. Because be, before then it gets more complicated. After you made your safety net, mm-hmm. it's like a person, let's say, has an illness. So you have to look for the best doctor. Mm-hmm. Why not look for the best doctor? But the, but the question is, hold on. If God is going to give you the healing, who cares who the doctor is? No, no, no. You get the best doctor. Now you got the best doctor. You get that muscle. And a person is being wheeled into surgery. What, what is the ideal um, thoughts in the head and hopefully feelings? The ideal is at that moment to say, now I did everything that I could. I'm, I'm going to trust in you, God. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. I completely trust in you. Let's say you say it. But you still have anxiety. That means that we don't, we're not, we're, it? we don't, it's not internalized. So his goal of the book, we're just learning the intro, will be to to give us certain tools that will, with work, facilitate us getting there. But you should still start by vocalizing. Sure, one of the tools that we have is by vocalizing it. Yeah, when you vocalize something, and when we accept it, at least on the level of Amuna, and when we understand that that's the emes, it's already bringing it closer to our heart, the goal is to feel it. The goal is to feel it. And people who feel it then, well, that could be, um, they can be facing disaster. Either they're crazy and they're dancing or they have a lot of betachen and they're dancing. It's one of the two. The group has to trust the neshama. Yeah. Like you have to get it in the goof. Like, oh my God, like what, that's to, such a, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to know that such a thing exists. I think just that it makes me feel good. So just that this is possible. Yeah, just that right. this is possible. Wow. And possible for me. In other words, not possible out there. With a lot of work. But this is within the realm of possible. If not, God would not would not give us the mitzvah of, of bitach. What's the verbal expression to verbalize? Is there a... So there is. There is. One of the techniques is to verbalize it. In a specific way? So what I did many years ago, I'll do, I'll do it again, is that is that I actually printed in English. I have it in my house. A, a, a copy in English of the beginning of the first chapter. I gave it out in the woman's class. Yeah, and, 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 and some people say it every day, slowly. Again, you're only. Sure I, I can I can send it. I, I can put it out over yeah, here. Yeah, please. And and I, a lot of work went into that translation. It's little. I put it in plastic, hard plastic. I read it every day. Yeah, Works for me a little bit. A little bit means because I'm reading what's expected of me. But it's not any sitter like a specific. No. Fila? No. Interesting. No? Yeah. Interesting. Don't forget again. This was written in the, I think, in the 11th century or in the 12th century. Maybe they didn't need it before then. They didn't have it. <laughs> but the reality is, with anything, it's a daily practice. Oh. Daily, daily. oh. Just like exercises. Oh. Like, so you, Especially bitach. I'm saying this is a biggie. This is like, um, and it's so foundational. I'm saying it, it. It affects the inner workings of many, many external things that we do in life. What's the nature of it? Like, why is it that a human, by nature, trusts in something? I don't know. Is that we just made that way? God made us that way. We are made with the Yitzhahara. Before Yitzhahara, but the concept trusting, that we're trusting. trusting. Right. Maybe because a, a baby is talking not self-sufficient. Uh-huh. In other words, look at look at the calmness of a baby. 
Look at look at look at a child when they sleep. That, you know that's tranquil for me. If I want to look at tranquil, and you know why? Because they know that mommy's got them. They know they know that in their bones. Imagine us feeling that way with God. That's the goal. Then worked hard during it. When you go to sleep, like to sleep with the, the way the way a baby sleeps. God God's got me. I think to a certain degree we can only fall asleep because we put our trust in God. Like, how can you? Who's protecting you? When you're sleeping, you're the most vulnerable. Maybe it cures insomnia. I don't know. We'll see. As a result, we're not doing it for that. And it could be it's chemical. Then you have to take a pill. No, chemical does not mean to take a pill. It means a person's experienced trauma. They have to heal from it. Correct. Whatever's going on here, it's from the body. The body and the brain are together. So if a person is over agitated and cannot feel a general calmness... There's too much trauma in the body that's. Been but then there's also something. There started. are certain things that are chemical. Like certain people just don't have. They're not making insulin, the muscle. I, I don't know anyone that can cure that just by curing it over here. Well, you'd be surprised. Okay. Actually, in neuroscience, they're showing anything physical comes from here. Okay. There we go. Because again, the brain. Guys, no medication. <laughs> well, look. As if like, needed, but there's I always other I think medication here. can be a band-aid. It's not really healing. It's not like the source. Yeah. The source there's is from the brain, which is something I believe in that. It is very source of tran- Good. So I, the source of tranquility is not Xanax, it's Bitochen. Let's exactly. conclude the class. That's the source <laughs> That's I, of I, tranquility. Absolutely. Xanax, big no-no. no-no. Big no-no. no-no. Take GABA. GABA is healthy Xanax. What is that? It's healthy Xanax. Uh, Xanax is a big... I have a question. Yeah. Oh. 